everyone. Welcome back to a brand new episode of Tea with Janae. I'm your host, Janae Kirshner of Brooklyn View Photography, and I'm so excited to have you guys here. Tea with Janae is where we give real advice, tangible tips, and thoughtful insight about what it's really like to be a wedding photographer. So I'm super excited for this week's episode because we're chatting with Fallon Carter of Fallon Carter Weddings and Events all about destination weddings. And what does that exactly mean for to be a destination wedding for you as a photographer? You know, how do you get there? How do you work with a planner? How do you work with the venue? And all these little nuances that, you know, maybe wedding photographers don't think about and they really, really should. So Fallon gives some great advice, great tips, and she has some really fun catchphrases in there too that I think you guys are gonna love. So a little bit about Fallon Carter Weddings is that they are a boutique planning firm based in New York City with an international focus. They love all things logistics, travel, and hospitality. From Brooklyn to Bangkok, they turn your event into an experience. And I'm so excited that she's here. So a few things before I begin. Coaching sessions with me are live. So you can visit www.twithjanae.com to learn more about my coaching sessions, the experience, and book right online. If you like today's show, I would love for you to leave us a review on whichever platform you're listening on. So maybe you're on your phone right now, maybe you're in the car, you'll do it later, or maybe you're at your desk editing. And I would just love for you to pop over to Apple or Google or whichever platform you're listening on and leave us, um, why not ask, a five-star review. It would really, really mean a lot. And let me know that you guys love the show. And you'll also help new listeners find us. So your kind words mean everything. Be sure to visit us at www.twgna.com to read our latest blog post, join our newsletter, and our super fun Facebook group. So grab a cup of tea and enjoy the show. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. I'm so excited that you guys are here. I have Fallon on the line. Can you say Hi. Hi. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. I'm so super pumped for today's episode, and I can't wait for everyone to get to know you. I'm looking forward to it as well. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, definitely. So before we begin, let's tell everybody a little bit about you, your company, and how you got started. Absolutely. So I'm Fallon of Fallon Carter Weddings and Events, and how I got started feels like many moons ago, but it was just yesterday. No, um, I was actually on my way to law school. So I thought I was going to be a policy maker. I was going to make some change in the world. Um, but a friend of mine ended up getting married in Paris and I helped put some finishing touches on her day and thought it was the most amazing career option I could have found and landed into. Um, so after that whole shindig, um, I came back, I quit my job, threw my LSAT books in the trash. Um, and moved to New York with everyone else with a dollar and a dream. <laughs> oh my God, that's amazing. I didn't know that. Yeah, it was a little festive uh, transition, so to speak. And I'm still explaining to my mother um, why I didn't use my political science degree. But alas, here we are. <laughs> <laughs> so how many years have you been in business? 
Technically, I started my business when I was 24. Um, so I guess that's nine years ago. Amazing. Um, but I think, you know, don't have a finance job, don't have a lot of other things that are supporting you and officially just working for yourself for the past three, four years. Amazing. Congrats. That's awesome. Thank you. I'm really excited. Yeah. Yeah. So what was your first year like? Ooh, uh, <laughs> the first year was dodgy to say the least, um, because you're really excited. Well, I won't say it's dodgy because it's exciting and you're, everything is happening and you're like, this is it. This is, this is it's coming alive. Um, but I will say it's like financing and making it all make sense and trying to explain to people that what you're, what you have in your head is actually going to happen and you're not crazy. And they're like, why would you give up such a great job? And blah, 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 blah. But you're feeling so alive because you're finally waking up every day, getting to do exactly what it is that you want to do. Um, and there's nothing better. So it's almost like you, you enjoy the struggle because it's better than just having to clock in somewhere else for someone else. So yeah, totally a hundred percent agree. When I started, um, Brooklyn View photography, I was like, this is the best job ever. And then I realized how hard it really is. And I was like, it's still good. It's just a lot harder than sitting at my corporate job. <laughs> exactly. And it's like, you take that into account, but at the same time, it's, I'm even, it's, it's even now it's still like, I can't believe I'm finally do I'm still doing it. I'm still doing it. And every day gets better, but every day there's a new challenge and a new hurdle. And then once you get over that, you're like, ah, that was easy. So, <laughs> but yeah, I appreciate being my own boss for sure. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay, so I'm really excited for this um, topic that we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about destination weddings. Mm -hmm. I've had um, another guest on talking about being a destination wedding photographer and what it's really like. But I'm so glad that you're here because you're a wedding planner and you do events and you do destination weddings and events. So having your perspective for our listeners is really like invaluable. So thank you so much. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to sharing. <laughs> yeah, so how do so how do you go about planning a destination wedding from afar? Um, that, there are a lot of things that come into play, um, and I do travel a lot. So sometimes I travel to places where, even if I don't have a potential client, I'll just go <laughs> because I think I want to work in the in this area, um, and I'll just start doing site visits in advance and just getting lays of the land everywhere. Um, but I think planning from afar, it's a lot of research as far as I use Instagram more than I think. I, I mean, I'm sure everyone uses that as a tool, but looking for people who have work that's similar to your aesthetic um, and then just kind of stalking their pages to find vendors that you think are up to snuff. Having a New York client and going far away is a lot trickier than most just because our need to please and our speed and just our overall aesthetics is quite different than a lot of other places. So some people want to go to Mexico and still have a New York City style wedding as far as service and hospitality. And, you know, when you're going to places that are slightly third world, you just don't have access to the same thing. So identifying your key players in advance is extremely important. Instagram is a huge um, asset to me. Also, I touch base with, I guess, five-star hotels. So I'll call a Ritz, I'll call a Four Seasons, I'll call a, anything that's, or like a high-end hotel, and even just generally ask them for their resources. Um, and if it's something, if it's a way far away land, <laughs> I will touch base sometimes with other wedding planners. 
um, and sync with them to see if they have resources that they would recommend. Um, if I don't have anything, if I can't find anything off of Instagram because it's that far away type of deal. I see. Yeah. Oh, that's good to know. I'm glad Instagram is helping. (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag this. (laughs) Exactly. So that's good to know. Like if you want to work in those venues, start hashtagging. Yeah. Uh, and uh, get your name in the right uh, search, exactly. which is important. Yeah. Yeah. So what about vendors? Like, do you, you know, work with a lot of local uh, in, uh, people? Yeah. So I, I mean, <laughs> I like to take as many people as I can with me um, when it comes to major players. Um, but for local services that I think would be, that make the experience come alive, I like utilizing those, which is great. Um, but like, I, I want to give some examples. Let's say, um, catering is hard to take. Um, so it's like, I, I, I don't want right. to eat your food in Tuscany. I'm totally fine having a, a Tuscan chef, but like photography, hair and makeup, um, a stylist, things like that, that if the bride is, or if the groom or the couple is extremely particular about these details, it's best just to like take them with you because you don't have to worry about it and the anxiety is gone. Um, Photography is probably one of the main that we do travel with. Um, Musicians probably come second and down at the bottom of the line would be our floral designers just because shipping flowers is tricky. Um, But finding vendors is fairly easy. It's just having the conversations with them about what's expected. Um, the site visits that need to happen with them to make sure they totally get it. Um, And just always being aligned with the couple to make sure that you have all of your ducks in a row Um, because the room for air with travel is very minimal. It's not like I can run down the street or, you know, up the block or down to Brooklyn to get things changed. It's kind of like once I get on the plane, everything has to be solidified, um, which makes it a little bit more hectic and challenging on the front end. But once you're there, you know, okay, we're, we're gold almost. <laughs> so as long as it's like, there's no right. boat that's delayed or the flights don't get laid, it's, it's all of that. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally. I've been there before. It's uh, it can be very yeah. stressful. So let's, so let's say a couple that you're working with wants to fly, you fly their wedding photographer in for their destination, destination wedding. You know, what should we ask them prior to signing the contract? I would say get as clear a lay of the land as possible. Um, identify how many guests they have, how many events they have, and how many events they may want you to cover. Um, And even if they say, oh, just the wedding, really take into account that you may get called in to do the rehearsal the day before because it may not hit them until they get there that they're like, I really want someone to cover this. Um, Distance, identifying how far the airport or how long you're schlepping your equipment to wherever it is that you need to land um, and where your stuff will live on the day if it's something outside or just covering all of your bases logistically behind the scenes. I would say ask all of those questions if you can. Sometimes they may not even know, but um, asking also if there is an in-house photographer that you either one have to work around or if there's a fee associated with you being on site. Um, Some guests don't understand that, you know, if there's, if they have a package with an all-inclusive resort, they actually have to pay for someone to come on site and sometimes they don't inquire and they're hit last minute. So flagging that for them may be beneficial um, and, or may hurt you, but, <laughs> but it, at least it jogs their mind to, you know, I don't, I never want anyone to be hit with a miscellaneous bill. Um, so other than that, just asking how long of coverage they need on the day 
And you can do your own internal research about sunsets and sunrises in different locations. And, you know, I even go as far as to talk to the venue about when is it hottest? When is it all of those things? Because that impacts the way people look. <laughs> but I think as, as much as you can get about guest count, the events, how big the events are, are they moving? Are they providing you transportation? Um, all of the details per diems, are they feeding you? Will you be pro provided any type of meals on the day or, or details like that? Um, and if you're bringing a team, just working with them to identify, will they have accommodations that are, are we sleeping in one happy bed or are we sleeping in two beds or um, just I, I, I no stone unturned when it comes to destination, just because sometimes your clients won't even know, to be honest with you. So it's better to ask in advance. Yeah, no, that's great advice because you're, you're saying things. I'm like, oh yeah, that's actually a really good point. Like, are you sharing a room? <laughs> Do you have your own bed? Are they going to feed you? Those are things that you might not think about because you get excited. Exactly. Like, oh my God, destination. I'll just do it. And then you get there and you're like, oh crap, we're like in a roach mm -hmm. motel. <laughs> I have now, I have now, oh, sorry to cut you off. Um, I've now put in my contract that I have to stay at the host hotel and that I have to have my own room as in I, I cannot share with someone and I cannot share with a family member because sometimes like, oh, you can just share with my aunt. And I'm like, uh-uh. <laughs> so you know, when you have a room full of welcome bags and it's like, you know, I'm already overwhelmed and now I have your aunts coming in and out asking me questions. It's like, this is not an office space. It's, it's my room. So just making sure you get clarity on those things for sure. Yeah, no, that's a good tip because, you know, and if, if you have to solve a problem, you don't want to do it in front of a family Exactly. Member. When you're on a call, like I left my, my case, can you ship it overnight? Like, you know, it's like, you want to have those screens matches in privacy. <laughs> 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 totally. <laughs> so let's talk about, you know, as I've shot a couple of destination weddings for friends and um, I've been hired, but I really, my destination wedding for me is like three hour, four hour driving yeah. radius. You know, I don't really get on a plane too much, but that's what I prefer just because I'm a mom and I like, you know, don't want to be too far away. But let's say you're listening and you're interested in a destination wedding and someone has um, asked you to join their day and you're like, I just want to get my foot in the door. And you're like, I'm going to exchange my services to shoot their wedding. You know, like I'll just charge you travel, but you know, you know, we know that mm -hmm. nothing is really free, you know, like, so what are some hidden costs that, you know, are involved in sort of doing like that? Like, you know, do you think that it's worth it in the end? Um, okay. Sometimes. And I never, I mean, it's really hard for me to say, give something away for, for free because people sometimes treat you like you're free. Um, so I always say, if you're going to, if you're trying to get your foot in the door, definitely charge a low, maybe a lower rate, but phrase it in that you're tacking things on as opposed to doing something for like nothing. So like say, I'll charge you my normal New York city rate, or I'll charge you this nominal fee, but I'll throw in covering your rehearsal. I'll throw in a morning after session, I'll throw in an album or so you can figure out what works for you so that it maybe you're getting your maybe you're actually getting more content um, for your time. And that's just another way to kind of word it. But I think hidden costs are things that you're not that you may run into if you're doing something. Let's say I'm not charging you anything. I'm just going to charge you travel. Definitely the cost of that travel and the time that you're away and the time you could be basically working another wedding or gig um, that you're may not thinking about. But um, the cost of your equipment and rentals and shipping that is 
pretty expensive. Um, food and beverage, transportation once you're there, um, just literally living costs while you're there. Um, so making sure if you're going into this, they are covering every single step of the way. Like once you get off that airplane, there's a car waiting for you with a sign. Someone's loading your bags onto it, driving you to the resort. Once you get off, there is a meal. <laughs> All of the days that you are there, you are literally coming out of pocket for the keychain that you want to show you were there type of deal. <laughs> um, but other than that, it's like the editing of the images. Are you paying someone to edit them? Are you doing your own editing? Um, all of those kind of like hidden costs that are you, will you have to hire a second shooter once you're down there? Are there any equipment rentals that you can't ship that have to live down there? You know, all of those little things. Um, you really just wanna be extremely granular when it comes to how do I shoot a wedding here? How, what do I need to shoot a wedding there? Um, and also, I think it's important to identify when you think of destination, like you said, destination is different for everyone. I'm like, I just want to go to Timbuktu. You're saying you're, the Catskills <laughs> works for you. So it's like, I identify, are you a domestic destination or are you, you know, Mexico Caribbean or are you Europe and beyond? So identifying the area where you want to get your footing and identifying the vendors that like, okay, I know a company in Milan where I can get my lighting equipment from if I do something in you know, Florence or whatever, or Lake Como's closer. So, you know, identifying those details in advance will help you kind of like, okay, I have a girl who's in Hudson who could hook me up if I needed a second shooter really quickly. Um, once you identify your market, then you can identify the miscellaneous cost that will come with it um, to get you there and make you successful there. Yeah, I love that. That's really good advice. It's just, you know, knowing sort of like all the fees that maybe you're not travel, you know, not charging for because you're like, oh, I'll give you a discount. But maybe you really are charging for them. And then you just word yeah. it in a way that is more appealing. But I think, you know, for me, I think a lot of people like give away their photography services, and then they end up regretting it because they spent so much money on travel and didn't charge the couple. And then they don't have a good time. You I know agree. what I mean? And I've done that. Yeah. I've done yeah. it before where it's like I charged almost nothing because I was like, I really want to shoot this. I really want to plan this wedding. But it's, you know, you're, you're paying your assistant. So it's like, okay, now I'm losing money at this point. Is it worth it? Um, but identifying the couple that is going to make it worth it you know, like all you have to do then in this case is if the if the couple and the images are, are that beautiful and that great and the takeaway is awesome, yeah, it's like, it's almost like your marketing budget. It's like you put it in to, to get this wedding, you charge them almost nothing, didn't make anything, but at the same time, the pictures were so awesome. You booked five clients because they loved it. The rate of return is like, all right, that's gold. I'm never going to do it again, but <laughs> it's like, right. at least I got these five booked for 2020 and it worked. Um, so yeah. Right. Yeah, I think people, you know, people who are listening, it's like, you need to determine, like, is it worth it? You know, and I think also asking the team before you actually sign on is going to tell you, like, what vibe and what aesthetic yeah. the wedding is. Like, what if it's a super colorful wedding and you're not right. into that? You know what I mean? Like, like if you want, you know, like a light and airy wedding and they're going to do all dark <laughs> and moody stuff, like you, you know, you you should ask these things prior to sort of. Absolutely. Especially if you're doing it at a discounted rate. That's yeah, like, oh, we're doing Star Wars, by the way. And you're like, oh, nice. <laughs> so that's not it. <laughs> so cool. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's so funny. But, you know, I actually, I know photographers that love that stuff. And they're like, this is my jam. Star Wars. Right. Star Wars and Tulum. Yeah, Go totally. for it. But if you call me for Star Wars and Tulum, I'm like, I'm so sorry. I'm 
so booked. (laughs) (laughs) Unavailable. (laughs) So how can you, like the planner, help the couple to get the photographer there within their budget? So let's say they want you, like someone's like, Janae, we have to have you. How can we make this work? But here is our budget. Like, do you have tips for that? (laughs) Um. First, I'm like, let me talk to them. I'll sweet love them. I'll I'll love on them, and I'll get I'll get you what you need. Um, sort of, kind of. If if the client is working on a tight budget, sometimes I'm like, look, can you do this for me, please? And I'll love you a million years over and over. Or we talk about hours of coverage. We talk about getting them the first flight in, last flight out type of deal. We talk about how can we make it worth their while. How can we, you know, what can we do to get this person? Um, and we try and find a sweet spot, middle ground, but generally it comes down to your your coverage time. Like we're gonna fly you in right away and get you out right away so that way you're not losing business. Um, and that's usually how we, we word it and or work it. Um, or we'll say, we'll cover all travel, we'll cover all of your everything. Can you please just try and make it work? But generally negotiations are tricky because it is kind of a case by case basis. Um, and I do my best, and, and and this isn't for everyone, but I do my best to kind of pay everyone what they're asking, um, because I wouldn't want anyone to kind of wrangle me. <laughs> so it's like, um, if that if they're asking for that, it's because they're worth that. Um, and I don't like to nickel and dime people, but at the same time, if my client's like, "Look, I only have five, they're charging me seven. What can we do to find a sweet spot?" I'm like, "Well, I will ask her if she can just come and cover." the first portion and a part of the reception, or we either send a second shooter down that's on her team. That's also really, really dope. Um, and we're, we're generally, we're happy with that. Um, second shooters always kind of land or we don't have the full team. We just have one person. Maybe we'll just have you. Um, that generally works, but at the same time, it's like going down for a destination. You kind of want to have your whole team and all your ducks in a row. Cause it's a lot of moving and shaking. The temperature is usually tricky. And so I usually say, well, if we're going to do this, we're going to have to just take care of all a calm, all flights and travel and all of their meals. Um, and let's shake out the parents for a little extra dough if we can. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Yeah, no, I shot a a second shot, a wedding in Puerto Rico, um, before the hurricanes and all that stuff, but it was, uh, it was so much fun, but it was so hot and we were dying and the couple was mm-hmm. dying and it was like where's the water like you need to be prepared like we weren't prepared no. for that it's and right now I'm working on a Mexico wedding and we picked the hottest time to shoot the ceremony it's like everyone's going to be sitting outside the sun is going to be right at its peak and I'm like so can we get fans that spray Evian and all four corners of this <laughs> like it's you got to be prepared but it's everyone you're going to be miserable at least for a little bit especially during ceremony and portrait sessions but once you get inside for reception it's like praise him <laughs> so, mm-hmm. yes yes air conditioning so um but yeah just being prepared for that in advance will make you you're already locked and loaded and you're ready and you know what to expect so go on and get him <laughs> Yeah, I love that. So what about, you mentioned before about resorts that have an inclusive uh. photographer. What, what, what are your thoughts about that? Um, to stay in the positive note, I am very happy that some couples get to go to a place where they can have a one-stop shop option for their wedding, which is great. 
However, the clients that I work with never want a turnkey option ever. And <laughs> they want to challenge everything, which is tricky. Um, and right now we, I am working on a wedding where there is an in-house and to buy them out is a $1,200 fee. So we're, wow. we are still bringing a photographer. Um, and I told the photographer what happened and she's shooting a couple of other weddings. So we have a relationship and she was like, you know what? I'll bring it down a smidge to help you out as long as you cover my travel and a comm, i.e. this is a negotiation again. So, um, because we do now have to pay the venue $1,200 to bring the photographer in um, to shoot. But I was, we're doing so many things. And first of all, the couple is black and I saw images. I didn't see any images um, on the website of couples that look like them. So I reached out to the photographer and said, hey, I know we have to use you. Can you give me insight on, have you shot any other couples that look like my couple? And they said, yes, but they sent me back Spanish couples. And I was like, well, these, this, isn't, this isn't the same. So um, then I said, well, I don't think that you have the experience shooting the couples that I'm familiar with. Is there anyone else on your team? And I even touched base with the venue. I was like, hey, is there anyone else that can work with us? Because the images are just not that great. Um, everyone looks cloudy. The, it's just, it, I'm, we're spending too much money on decor and blocking out all of the rooms. You have to be flexible with me, please. And they were not. So we ended up just paying it. We're bringing in someone else. All inclusive is by far my least favorite, but at the same time, it, it is a one-stop shop. You get all the table linens. If you're upgrading, it's costing you a whole wazoo. But as a photographer, if you're going into a space like that, you just have to be prepared to work around the venue um, because they have that in-house person that they love to use and they're already feeling a little bit of stepped on because you're there. Um, so all inclusives are just a tricky nature. I would say just put your smile on and try and be your best self because you know you're, you're kind of not in your land of merriment. Um, but at the same time, your focus is just the couple and making sure that they're happy um, and then doing whatever you can to follow all of the rules and regulations that the venue is probably gonna hit you with the moment you walk in the door. Um, but just being prepared to not, I hate to say this, but just be prepared to not be welcomed um, and just smile through it, get your job done and get on the plane and get out of there. But know that the pictures are gonna be delicious and that you're gonna really give the client something that they weren't gonna get in the beginning. And that's the reason I was, I, I told the couple, it, yes, it's an investment, but at the same time, you're investing so much money into the decor of this day, it would not be wise to not have a true professional there to capture it the way that you had in your head. Cause you're going to walk away with Sandy pictures of this, you know, $500 floral arrangement. So. <laughs> <laughs> so. Right. No, I mean, you make like, a lot of good points. Like it's so, and that's why the power of photography and the investment of being a good photographer and knowing your craft, like you are invaluable you to are. a couple, you know, like you want to, if they jive with your, you know, uh, style and how you shoot, like you are invaluable to them and they're going to fly you down and they're going to make it happen. So that's really good to know. And yeah, I mean, showing all the skin tones, <laughs> you know, like having someone who is familiar with African-American, Spanish, you know, darker, you know, mix. I have like a lot of um, interracial couples mm -hmm. and they always, you know, in the initial call will say, have you shot an interracial couple before? I'm like, absolutely. Here you go. Here's the gallery. Yeah. And I think it, it's interesting to hear that, you know, or, and good to hear that that was important to you and to the couple. So yeah, I and I think also like having that relationship stateside is really helpful. 
um, because you guys have probably done an engagement shoot. You jive together. And then when they see you there, when they're, when they're also in a faraway land with their family and you're coming to their faraway land, it just, it makes the, the celebration even that more magical because you're there with them every single step of the way in this place that they're not familiar with. So it just gives them another level of familiarity that's just invaluable. Like you said, it's just, it's because the in-house person, they're probably just meeting at that hot second, two, two seconds before they're walking down the aisle. And it's, I'm sure, anxiety driven. So I, I totally agree that yeah. this is, it would talk them into it. <laughs> Totally. And, you know, not to knock the inclusive photographer, but I will say that when I was in and when I've been in Mexico and Tulum and Cancun and I see couples like the photographer that these resorts had, um, I mean, they were like the same. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they were just wearing khakis and a the staff shirt with a camera and the pop up <gasps> flash. And I was like, oh, man. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So definitely. 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 I can't find that. <laughs> So what are your top three tips for the wedding photographers listening, um, looking to break into destination wedding? Um, okay, top three tips, and I think I said it earlier a bit, would be just identify your what destination means to you. Um, and then doing your research or homework and identifying kind of what do you want to shoot? Um, are you trying to do more destination in a ballroom or destination in a cabin? Or do you want to do destination on a beach? Um, and not being a photographer, but it's like, as a planner, I want to go to the places. I want to go to the villa where I am dreaming of planning or coordinating a wedding. I want to get an idea of what's my travel time, you know, from Milan to Lake Como. What does that feel like? Can I drive it? When is there traffic? What does the sun look like? It's in the middle of a lake. There's lots of clouds. Okay, that could impact things. Or if you're going to, Italy is one of my favorites, if you can't tell. If, if you're going down to like Cinque Terre or something like that. Like, okay, the steps, how am I getting my bags and my equipment there? So getting a lay of the land, I find is extremely helpful because then once the inquiry comes in, you're ready. You're like, oh yeah, I've been there before. I kind of, I know what to do. Um, you know, we, we've been there before. It's awesome. The travel time is great. Our team can do it, but also even getting some vendor relationships ahead of time. Like if instead of shipping equipment, can you get your lighting stuff while you're there? Or if you needed backup film, do you know where to get it quickly? Second shooters, would there be a team that you could use or call on instead of having to take someone with you? Those types of things. Um, I don't know if that's your thing, but <laughs> so if it works. Um, but just getting a lay of the land, identifying what works for you, but also getting your prices in order. Um, I love it when a photographer reaches out and we're, we're talking about destination and there's one flat fee that includes it all um, because that way I'm able to talk to the client and say, Hey, this is the number. There's no other numbers. This is the number. <laughs> Generally it's like, well, there's travel and there's a com and there's a per diem and there's staff. And then there's this. It's like, if you can just tell me what that is now or tell me what it is, even hypothetical, if you're like, Hey, I still got to do more research, but in theory, let's block off this solid amount. I can then talk to the client and get a sign off way quicker than having to calculate anticipated costs of travel and movements. Um, so you can, I guess, working internally to identify staff. And if I only wanted to bring you down there, what would that cost flat rate? If I wanted to bring you and three others, what would that, you know, and it, I'm sure it's going to be different for Mexico, Caribbean, all of that. But 
having just a solid package and knowing exactly what it is when I come to you is extremely helpful. Um, Cause if I don't have to help you figure it out <laughs> and you already know how to get there and get back and do the things and I just pay you money, that's all I really want to do. <laughs> and that's all we exactly. really want. We just want you to exactly. pay us. <laughs> pay, shoot. Um, and then, yeah. I oh. think that's, that's a really good, I, mean, I just inter, to interlude for one second. I think that's really good advice is to figure out your pricing. And for people listening that want to break in, you know, maybe reach out to other destination wedding photographers that you look up to and see, you know, ask them for some advice, you know, and see how they do it. Yeah. So that's, I think, you know, just having like a good. Place. Yeah. And even like you said, you second shot in Puerto Rico. It's like sometimes I like I freelance with other people just to kind of figure out, OK, what do their timelines look like? How are things a little bit different than the way I do them before I'm able to take on my own clients? So even second shooting in different locations will give you ideas like, oh, it's hot, <laughs> one, two, it's like, or, you know, like, oh, there's hills and valleys in Ireland and it's wet. I need to wear hunter boots. Like it just gives you, it just prepares you more and you're able to really kick off and, and be your own standalone quicker. Definitely. Yeah. Cool. And then what about things to sort of avoid? Like what, what should we not do? Don't do anything for free. <laughs> yeah, I mean, free makes me nervous because then I'm like, Oh, um, and the clients that I work with too, when things are too inexpensive, then we wonder why. Um, and I guess things that you shouldn't do, I, I don't, oh, that's hard. I'm usually thinking of like, this is what you should, 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 should. Don't, um, <laughs> well, just think yeah. to avoid. I think, you know, don't be too, don't do it for free. Don't be too inexpensive. Um, and maybe don't like bother the, the venue and stuff yet, you know, like wait till ride the wave. Yeah. Like wait till, yeah, the wave. yeah. Wait till things are signed, sealed and delivered before like reaching out and being like, Hey, can you send me all your great photo yeah. locations? Oh, like, and oh, also God. things yeah. to avoid. Sometimes I'll have couples or photographers get really excited that then when you're working with a planner, at least they start to reach out to the couple when, before we've signed and sealed, like, Oh, I'm so excited, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, let's, let's especially if I'm still negotiating with you, let's still keep our conversations internal until the couple is fully on board and loves you and wants to be with you and all those things. Um, <laughs> um, but other than that, it's just being, just being as transparent as possible about the things that you want to do with, with a planner when we're having conversations. Let me know what it is that you like. What styles do you like? So that way I'm able to make sure you are a great fit for the couple. And if not, I know another couple that you may sync really well with. Um, so being transparent about the destinations that you like, the, the type of shooting you like, all of the, the fun bells and whistles that you're really wanting to try. Like, oh, I'm gonna bring a drone. I'm like, great, sure. If you get the permits for that, I'm here for it. So, <laughs> um, so all but when you're excited, I'm excited. And then it's like, I know you're gonna wow my couple. Um, and we're going to make this killer and it's going to get published and it's going to be delicious. <laughs> Love it. Awesome. Thank, Thank you, you so much. This has been amazing. Thank you. Thank so you. Much. This is fun. Go team go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, let's tell everyone listening where they can find out more about you, your services and say hello. Awesome sauce. All right. So my name is Fallon, like Jimmy. And my last name is Carter, like Jimmy and my company. <laughs> Don't ever call me Jimmy. Um, and then you can follow me on Instagram at Fallon Carter events. And my website is Fallon Carter events.me. 
I'm waiting to buy my name in September. So just stand by on a new one. Um, <laughs> and you can just email me at Fallon at FallonCarterEvents.com. Awesome. Cool. And I'm going to put all this in the show notes so you guys can just go click on the link and say hi to Fallon. Thank you so much. For Thank you for here. having me. Good luck and Godspeed, guys. Peace out, Cub Scout. Bye. Bye. <laughs> When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. that's it you guys i hope you enjoyed today's show i hope you loved hanging out with me and fallon we had the best time it was so much fun and so much great advice so a huge shout out and a big thank you to fallon for being here thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to be with us and share your advice with all of our listeners so you guys can visit fallon at fallowncarterevents.me and she's on instagram at Fallon Carter events. I'll put all of this information in the show notes so you can visit her website, learn more about her company and say hello on Insta and let her know that you listen to the show. So thank you again for listening. I wouldn't be here without you guys. All your DMs, all your kind words really, really help inspire me to keep going and make more beautiful content for you to learn from. So thank you again for being here and I can't wait to share our next cup of tea together. Bye you guys.